And welcome back to Arts on Fire. Again, Jason Sample in the studio with you. And for this portion of our program today, we have a guest joining us on the telephone. We have David Tamulevich, who is uh, calling us from Michigan. He is part of the duo Mustard's Retreat, retreat that will be in Jamestown on Monday night, performing at Shawbox as part of Rolling Hills Radio with Ken Hardley. And I want to learn more about his music and what folks can expect if they come down and uh, check out the show on Monday night. So with that being said, David, thank you very much for taking time out and talking with us today. Oh, certainly, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, Mustard's Retreat is now a trio. Um, we started as a, as a trio, and then the woman, Libby Glover, uh, moved away, and whenever she came back to Michigan, she would sing with us. But a couple years ago, she moved back permanently, and this weekend, she and I are doing the shows, because Michael has got a, a family medical emergency, so he's staying home. So it's going to be... Uh, just Libby and I uh, were playing in Ithaca at Bound for Glory on Sunday and then Rolling Hills Radio on Monday. And uh, it's pretty exciting for us because we started as, as a duo and we haven't really performed as a duo since 1975. <laughs> so. when you, uh, that was my first question right off the bat, too. I'm glad you uh, cleared that up. Was uh, I see it listed online as a duo and then I also see on your website listed as a, a trio. And you said back in 1975 you started out as a duo, but that... Who, who was the original lineup for the duo then, yourself and? Me, and? me and Libby. I mean, Michael and I had had done some performing at bookstores and open mics at a local coffee house, you know, the, the six months before that. But Michael started working as a bass player and getting paid for it, which is amazing. And I, I went down to this bar in Ann Arbor, the old Heidelberg, and auditioned, and Libby was the bartender there. And um, the the boss asked her, "What do you think?" And she said, "Yeah, you should hire him <laughs> because she loved all my music, and she had been a performer before. So she was, you know, every night. You know, I was working. It was five nights a week, four hours a night, um, for two months. So uh, she got to hear me a lot, and she would come up from behind the bar and start singing songs, and it became more and more, and it got more and more popular, and." Uh, and then Michael got the job the next month, and by um, by the end of that, we were we were a trio, and off we went. Right on, right on. So it's going to be uh, you and Libby on um, on Monday night. Michael Huff will not be there, but uh, obviously, folks will still be able to see the two of you perform. And and when you do perform, do you perform basically traditional folk music, or do you have some original songs that you play as well? What can folks expect when they come and uh, see you perform on Monday night here in Jamestown? You know, I uh, um, I think we're going to do on Monday night mostly original stuff. I mean, I don't write a lot, but it's been, you know, since I picked up the guitar in 1970 and started performing, you know, in, in 75. And uh, so we've, we've got, I don't know, 13 or 14 CDs out of mostly original material. It's been pretty, pretty well received. So we'll be doing, um, I think we're going to be doing all original uh that night at Rolling Hills. I mean, we do some traditional stuff, and we, and as a rule, we we just love music. So we love honoring where we're from. We'll sing traditional stuff. We'll sing uh, things by other songwriters because that's the music we love, and that's what we like to do. But Rolling Hills is just going to be focused on the originals. Right on, right on. As I noted, uh, you describe yourself as uh, folk musicians, but you know it's, it's such a a wide spectrum 
folk music and and you can cover a gambit of all different types of stylings and what are some of the influences or the uh, the types of uh, stylings that Mustard's Retreat typically uh, follows you know sort of like a Celtic folk or is it more or less uh, straight up Amer- Americana style folk you know we we grew up in the, uh, that was a great transition time the late 50s early 60s where there was traditional music being done it was the pop got to be kind of a pop music of the day with the Kingston Trio and, you know, and all, all those folks. And then, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary came along and were just huge. And then there was um, Bob Dylan and the singer-songwriter generation. So we kind of, uh, um, you know, have one foot in the, in the traditional and one foot in the contemporary. And, you know, Falcon Ridge Festival, you know, calls us the, the missing link. <laughs> and, uh, we, but I, th- I think that's appropriate. I, I think, you know, we do, um, yeah. we do, we do everything. And, and we, you know, we just do the music that moves us. I mean, I, I, think that that's, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been successful. We haven't tried to be anything but what we are and share that with audiences. And they've been appreciative. Right on. Again, we're talking with David Tomolovich. He is with the duo trio, Mustard's Retreat. They will be a duo on Monday night in Jamestown when they perform and share the stage with uh, Rolling Hills Radio and Ken Hardley. And also uh, joining uh, Ken Hardley and, and Mustard's Retreat will be uh, Rachel Kilgore. We'll be talking with Rachel Kilgore a little bit later on today. Uh, but we're getting back to our conversation with David. Uh, some highlights from Mustard's Retreat. You've been around, as you noted, 40-plus years now performing uh, as, as a trio you put together a countless number of albums. What are some of the, the main highlights that come to mind when you think of all the years you spent together performing on stages? Have you, have you played big shows, uh, small venues, uh, any special uh, stories that, that stand out? Yeah, there, are, there are a lot of them. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, you know, I mean, when I got a call from Peter Yarrow, from Peter, Paul, and Mary, I had sent him one of my songs, and he called me and said, "We love this song. We're working it up. At, you know, the, the Peter Paul and Mary were working up, and we're going to record it." I mean, that was a um, that way. And unfortunately, Mary passed away before they could do that. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was kind of a validation as a songwriter that that was the that I had written a song that was worthy of Peter Paul and Mary um, was really something. We played big. We played big. Big festivals, which has been fun, and, and house concerts. I mean, I think the most important thing are the stories people tell us about what their what their what our songs mean to them, and and that's they they have been they have people live with these songs. They take them heart, and you know, one woman, you know, they use that song, Peter Paul and Mary's Simple Faith, that uh, they were going to sing. They've used that at weddings and and um, at Alzheimer's units as people were were passing, and uh, I, I sang the other day at a, at a um, celebration of life for a woman, um, and that was uh, her favorite song. Wonderful. So. Great to hear uh, stories like that. I, I also asked about uh, different venues because I think I saw online you play over. You have performed overseas in the past. I think I saw uh, Lithuania. Is that yes? Is that right? Yes. My my father's family came from Lithuania, and and um, my grandmother came over as a girl. She was five. I think my grandmother, my grandfather was seven, and we had, got the chance to go back there. We had lost track of the family, I, I believe, in 1929. So we didn't know if anybody was still alive back there. 
And uh, it's a long story, but, you know, I, I wrote, I found relatives. We went over there and played. It was, a, you know, it was quite a sensation because it had been almost 100 years since the families had been united, and, and they took us out to their, to their uh, I mean, this, there was a, 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 in a village, Zervino, where there was, there was uh, no indoor plumbing. They just gotten electricity. They figured they'd been there for 300 years. And that's when my grandfather was born. And I got there, and my cousin took water from the, drew up water from the well and gave it to me and said, now drink the water your grandfather drank. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of like... It's heavy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was... That was pretty amazing. So we've been we've been there uh, twice now and hoping to go back. And, but you did perform for the folks over in Lithuania, and the one thing I'm always curious about is obviously your music is a universal language, but I would imagine there was a, a disparity between uh, the language spoken in Lithuania as well as, uh, you know, you, the... the uh, the language you use when you sing your songs, how was it received when you, when you did your performance over there? Tremendously well. I'd learned a little Lithuanian, so I could I could say some things to them. And all of the young people, um, they everybody under twenty knows English. I mean, and, and so they're you know, and and the older people, um, you know, kind of uh, off and on. But I mean, they, they, it used to be since they were you know dominated by Russia for so long, everybody knew Russian as well. But after they got their freedom, um, you know, every, uh, they all know English. So it was it was it, it was very cool. And the, the premise of the festival was so great. It was about that that music is the common language. So there were. They were. They picked an artist from uh, about a dozen different countries, like Bulgaria and Spain and, and Scotland and, and Norway, and they brought us all together. And then they put us with about a dozen Lithuanian artists, and we went broke up into little pods and toured the country and did did, did concerts. It, it was it was amazing. Amazing thing. Right on. We're talking with uh, David Tomolovich. He is performing in Jamestown with Mustard's Retreat on Monday night for Rolling Hills Radio with Ken Hardley. And uh, I, I also noticed that you're considered one of the, the permanent agents in the folk music uh, and, and have been instrumental in developing the careers of several uh, folk artists, including John Gorka and a name that our listeners are probably familiar with, Ani DeFranco, who's from right up the road here in Buffalo, uh, Western New York, up in Buffalo. Um, how did you get involved in, in being an agent? I mean, obviously you started out as, as a musician. What made you make that transition over to an agent and helping out other artists as well? I, I wanted to be a dad, and I wanted to be home. We were doing music full-time, and I, I, you know, I realized that, that I didn't want to be an absentee dad. So I was looking for something else to do, and I, I, I did some radio. I, you know, I love the fact that this is community radio. I did uh, public radio back in the early '80s uh, here in Michigan, and um, I, so I, I did some writing for a newspaper, reviews, and then I, I became an agent. And I figured it was a good way to not only learn the circuit out there, but you know have the opportunity to present our music to people and they might be interested and so that one thing led to another and i've i've been uh i've been very very successful with that but you know i but i but i care i mean this is a this is a community it's like family to me and and that's how you that's how i do business and uh which is not the traditional way of of doing it in the music business but um I, you know, I, I really care, and I care about, 
I think I think my my uh, some of my biggest uh, successes have been, you know, with with Ani and with you know Dar Williams and John Gorka and Greg Brown is giving them the lives they want, and not not and those and having those priorities be first, and not um, and not fame and success. I mean, I work with artists who who have other priorities than getting rich and famous, you know, and, and uh, so that's uh, yeah. I've had you know, a great, a great career, a very rewarding career doing that. It sure sounds that way. Rewarding for both helping others and as well as uh, performing yourself. Uh, look forward to uh, hearing more about uh, your stories when Ken Hartley interviews you as part of Rolling Hills Radio, and of course your music. I, I think all my questions are satisfied for now. I think the only other question that people might want to know is how can people learn more about you and your music? A, a website or a way to best uh, find Mustard Retreat and other uh, music you're involved with? Yeah, you can find us on on Facebook. Uh, we've got uh, three different sites there: uh, Mustard's Retreat and Mustard's Retreat dot com. You know, M U S T A R D S, no apostrophe, Mustard's Retreat dot com, and that's our that's our website. All right. Once again, uh, David Molovich from Mustard's Retreat performing at uh, Rolling Hills Radio with Ken Hardley this Monday night along with Rachel Kilgore. Tickets are still available at Shaw Bucks. Uh, stop on by and check it out. A wonderful night of music uh, here in downtown Jamestown on Monday night. Uh, David, thank you so much for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And really, you know, congratulations to all everybody who's listening. You know, to This is such... Your station is so important. I think it's just a, a model of of community and what what radio should be so i i'm so glad i'm so glad to be on well we're glad to have you on and thank you so much for the kind words we like to say low power to the people and uh, <laughs> a, a fitting way to uh, say goodbye david thank you so much for talking with us today we appreciate it great thank you very much